Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, and I am very excited because it's been a while since I've talked to Chick Evans. We've stayed in touch over text and stuff like that for um, some time, but he was on the podcast a couple years ago. Great dude. He and his bride, Lauren, are taking a walk right now outside uh, in their neighborhood outside of Chicago with their dog, and he was kind enough to check in, and um, Chick's got uh, places in both uh, Illinois and New York, and just a a really great guy who I gained a lot of respect for the first time that uh, we did an episode a couple years ago. So, Chick, thanks a lot, man, for taking the time to do this. Oh, it's my pleasure, Will. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, man, it sure is. It sure is. It's nice to nice to reconnect with people uh, through an unfortunate situation. But um, I just really want to, you know, what we're trying to do right now, Chick, is just talk to restaurant owners around the country and find out what's on their mind. You know what's what's happened with their business. Um, you know what's happening with the the PPP uh, loans, and you know where do we go from here? So um, tell tell us real quickly about your places and um, are y'all doing anything right now with takeout? Or are you shut down completely? Or what's what's going on with y'all? Yeah, both my places are open. We have Maxie's Supper Club and Oyster Bar in Ithaca, New York, and uh, you know Ithaca being a college town. We were really concerned because they, they cleared out Cornell and Ithaca College and sent everybody home. and So the town, they did that really early, and the town really emptied out. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a college town, so our population there has really shrunk, and there's quite a few restaurants. It's been somewhat overbuilt, I'd say, in the last five, six years, so there's a lot of a lot of restaurant seats. Well, I guess a lot of people decided to close, but we're, we're open three nights a week there for... We call it patio side carry out because we're putting the food on our patio and people can come grab it for them. Oh, that's Contact cool. Free. So we're doing it Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And, uh, you know, we're unfortunately we had to furlough or temporarily lay off most of our staff. Yeah. And we did that early before we knew about people. Work for about five people right now. And we had a staff of. Probably 33 or 34 before that. And uh, my sister and partner and I took ourselves off the payroll in the process. But we are uh, we're applying for PPP for uh, Maxis. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Who's your bank? You know, I'm working with uh, this company called uh, XWorks Capital. So actually a friend of ours here in Illinois. Oh, cool. As a company that is... Uh, they're uh, licensed by the SBA to do these loans or do all types of SBA type lending. So it's kind of an alternative to a bank, mm. which for our businesses, we didn't, we didn't really have any debts out or any, you know, we've got bankers that we work with for our working accounts, but we don't have a, a debt relationship with a bank at this point. So our friend was able to help us get in the queue pretty quickly. That's uh, good. Congrats yeah, on that. So. It's not been the same for a lot of folks. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting, you know, the PPP is looking like it's going to be nice relief for, for eight weeks, um, but this thing looks like it's going to be going on a lot longer than that. Well, I agree. And, do you know Do you know about the Independent Restaurant Coalition? Have you heard about that? I'm not sure about that. I'll send you the link to it. Um, it, it you should get dialed into that. It, it was started, well, Tom Caliccio and a couple of other folks got it started, and um, they are 
100% focused on the needs of independent restaurants. And one of the things they're doing right now is they have a petition that they're getting, you know, online signatures for to go to Congress and say, look, the PPP was, you know, it was a nice effort. It was a nice start. It doesn't really work for independent restaurants. They're going to need, first of all, to be able to, you know, because it starts when you get the money. And if nobody's open when they get the money, that doesn't really help. So the idea is to say, wait till everybody's open to start the clock and make the clock, you know, at least three months, if not longer, not, not two months. Um, right. Yeah, I did see that. Actually, I did sign that petition. Oh, good. Come to my inbox. Yeah. I wasn't. Th- I didn't recall the name of it, and I've been getting their email. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it looks like they've got some good practical ideas of how it might work better for the restaurant business. That's for sure. Because the idea of um, the PPP and just running payroll without people actually working seems uh, really counter to the way we've been trained and smart business practices. And also, you know, in our situation, we've got a lot of people that are with the uh, $600 uh, bonus from the federal government for uh, for um, unemployment insurance. There's a lot of people in the restaurant industry that are making more money on unemployment right now, at least in the near term for the next few months, than they might be if they're working 40 hours a week. Yep, that's the other issue I keep hearing, too. It's been interesting because I think that goes to like the end of July and... I hope people will, I'm sure you're communicating this with your, your team, you know, the challenge with that is if you do that, that's a pretty myopic way to do it because, you know, if, if restaurants, I mean, there's, there's going to be contraction. So some restaurants are, are going to close or, and, and they'll probably have smaller staffs, the ones that even stay open. So you right. know, where it used to be like, you could just show up at a restaurant almost and get a job and y'all's biggest challenge was finding and keeping good people. That's not going to be the issue now because if there's, you know fewer restaurants and fewer jobs then the people that really want those jobs that are well qualified and good are going to get them and the people that mail it in and you know stay on that unemployment till the end of july are going to be left out in the cold i I think um well you're right i think the people that are willing to work now even if they're you know making a little bit less than they would on unemployment uh are the ones that are still going to have jobs when when those benefits run out and uh you know and and you know, those benefits don't go on forever, too. Potentially, if there's a contraction later and you get laid off, you may not be qualified for benefits, too. So there's, uh, I don't know, there's, there's a number, number of hazards in the water, no matter how you slice it. But, uh, yeah, you know, we in our situation in, uh, in Illinois here, we just opened a restaurant in January. It was the middle of January when we opened. And uh, we, uh, fortunately, we had eight weeks, and we really... We opened a restaurant in a community. It's called it's called Kenilworth. It's a village of Kenilworth, and uh, we uh, we chose the location because it's a wonderful little community. But we're the first and only restaurant ever in this community that's been around for over a hundred years. Really? And uh, and uh, they've been out in full support of us since day one. They were just so excited to have a restaurant. They really love what we're doing at Great Coast. It's called Great Coast Commons, and. Uh, Fortunately, we had that eight-week ramp up because the timing could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, so we were able to develop a reputation and build trust and relationships in the neighborhood. So they're supporting us pretty well. We're doing. We're kind of been flopping back and forth between five and six nights a week of business there, and we've added a family-style fried chicken takeout that's a pre-order, and mm. you know, so we're doing our a la carte menu plus some other things. Last night we did our first drop-off at a local hospital, uh, doing some. Uh, outreach with uh, 
some local organizations that are raising funds to feed hospital workers and we're offering the food at a discount and delivering it and bringing meals to people working in those COVID units. So, you know, we're, we're trying to keep as busy as we can. And we've got, I think there, we've got about 15 or 16 of us working out of 24 or 25 that we had before the shutdown. And most people that aren't working are choosing not to work. They're maybe hunkering down with their families because they've got older family members or health issues or whatever it might be. So we pretty much have everybody working who wants to work. Uh, That's so that, great. that situation's working out a little bit better. Where is uh, how how is it they they've ne- never had a restaurant? What's I'm I'm curious. What's the backstory? Yeah, there? it's funny. It's a it's a beautiful village with beautiful homes. It's just the third town north of Chicago, along Lake Michigan, and for for I guess a number of reasons over the years, they've just never been they never allowed restaurant development. And uh, when we we actually purchased a home there a few years ago and. I'd been looking for opportunities around the Chicago area, and I was like, well, we got to do something in Kenilworth. So I went and talked to the village, and they had just made liquor licenses available, so we got the one they had available. And uh, we got a special use permit, and uh, basically there was a changing of guard, I guess, of the, uh. the village board and the mentality of people wanting to have a restaurant in their neighborhood instead of uh, maybe the old guard just didn't want any change. Yeah, okay, so, gotcha. Uh, so it was just kind of a fortunate and interesting uh, time that we it was good timing i guess everyone asked like how did you get a restaurant open in kenilworth and i said it's just it was just good timing well and, uh, it's gone well but i tell you it was you know going through a construction project and development project and, you know you're exhausted then then you open your restaurant in january and of course that's daunting and, and tiring and you know and then the next thing you know you're turning it into a take out only restaurant and doing about 35 or 40 percent of the business you were doing before it's uh it's been quite a wild run the last year oh my gosh i bet so what do you so you had construction do you own the building yeah we own the building we bought a building that had offices in it and uh we turned it into a restaurant because of course there was never a restaurant in Kenilworth, so we had to build it out but we do own the property how about in uh ithaca do you all own the property there yeah we own the property in ithaca too all right Congrats, that man. That's a good thing. For about, we rented it for about 18 years, and then we bought it from the bought it from our landlords. They now hold some paper on it, but our mortgage is uh, pretty manageable. I think we should be able to continue paying it. Well, PPP will help with that, I guess. The good news is uh, you don't have to deal with the landlord through this. I mean, that's been a tough situation. Some landlords have been great. Some have not. Um, so yeah yeah you know i think the smart ones are working with their tenants because you know who are they going to get to be their tenants <laughs> exactly later you know? that's what i keep saying like why in the what, what are you thinking <laughs> okay run them out then who's gonna who's gonna be there i mean first of all you're gonna have a terrible reputation for doing that uh and then second of all you know is anybody gonna be even opening another restaurant for a while you did that there's so much risk with that i don't really understand that mentality but i don't know i'm not a landlord so um yeah, there are different forces at play, I guess. In some of these portfolios, they don't mind having vacancies, I guess. But yeah. it certainly is counterintuitive to restaurant guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's you know I think uh, hopefully what comes out of this is a uh, more unity and compassion in our world and people wanting to work together. I'd like to see, you know, for me, it's an opportunity for us as uh, business people and just society and the world in general to do a lot more cooperating you know i mean 
yeah, we can have fun yeah. competition, but at the end of the day, we got to cooperate on the big things, you know? Totally agree. To keep it all rolling for everybody's benefit. Yep. I totally agree, man. Uh, it, you know, and this is so, it's hard to know what's going to, I mean, it's just really hard to know what's going to happen with all this stuff. I, I hope that's right. I, I tend to bet on, I bet on humanity, you know, when the, our backs are against the wall and we have a crisis. Um, I think people pull together and hopefully we'll continue to see that, but it's a big unknown. Um, do you, oh, I got to ask you this. When we talked a couple years ago, we talked about Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, when can I get you and your bride, Lauren, to come down to Asheville, hang out with you sometime. Are you in Asheville now? I'm in Charlotte, but I I go to Asheville anytime I can. Like, it's only okay. two hours away. I love Asheville. Well, you know, we still have our house in the mountains out there. Actually, it's, well, the listing just expired, but we're going to relist it. We, we don't get down there that much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I haven't gotten away from Illinois and I don't know, I guess in uh, – Thanksgiving, I, we went to Buffalo to be with my family, and then I went down to Ithaca for a few days. And that's the last time I've even been to Ithaca. But, um, really? I think our next trip to Asheville might be to load up furniture and bring it back to our house that we're finally moving into up here in Kenilworth. I'll come help you load, man. All that right. Way. Well, I'll let you know when we're going to be down that way. Maybe we can get together in person. It'd be nice. No, seriously, man. I mean, if y'all sell it and you're you're coming down to load stuff up, just let me know, man. I'll roll up there and spend a half a day yeah, we'll loading some furniture. and stay six feet apart while we do it, but... Yeah, I know, man. I know. Well, you know, uh, we actually just, we literally, I came back from um, selling our house when I started this pot. I mean, I just got back about 30 minutes before we started talking. We just signed the papers to sell our house, and then we're signing the papers to buy on Monday. That's been a very interesting process. Um, we did a drive-by, clo- or drive-through closing, not drive-by, but the attorney came out and handed the paperwork to us, and everybody had math. It was just surreal um wow but, now we're just uh moving to a different location in the charlotte area yeah we're moving we're moving to waxhaw so we're kind of in south charlotte as it is we're not moving that far, far away waxhaw is just south of town um we're moving out to a little bit of property um a few acres and you know um, just kind of something a little bit more laid back and chill and very excited but boy, a little more nature a little bit more nature just a little you know a lot yeah all that so we're we're pretty fired up. I got three kids, my wife and I do, and um, we. But this thing almost fell apart like fifteen times in the last month because of you know like it just on both sides. A lot of dominoes were very close to falling, but luckily it looks like it's going to happen. So, um, but I have no idea how we'll get movers. To, I, don't, <laughs> I have no clue how that's going to work. But we're not moving until June, so we got a little time. Yeah, it's wild times. How's the schedule fly doing? Man, we're doing all right. Um, you know, we're uh, – never would have – we really had no idea what to, to think coming into this. Um, didn't realize – well, I guess we we did we did think this, and it's, it's borne itself out. Um, you know, we kind of felt like, well, people, unless they're closing for good, they're, they're going to want to keep um, – a way to communicate with their team and uh that seems to be the right. case i mean we were actually i'll send you a link i uh west um built this uh page that shows all of our mobile logins real time and it's like a little graph or a uh, map of the u.s and canada i mean people are just logging they're constantly logging in all over the country um all the time 
because you know they're they're trying to figure out what's going on at work. The managers are sending out emails and texts to people and um, yeah, and keeping people engaged and informed. So you, even if you're closed down or scaled way back, you still want to have those people at the ready and, uh, and communicate and know uh, what's going on. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we're all right, man. I think that this is this is certainly a time we've always, um, you know, we've been thankful, thankful we didn't have to get investors checked and uh, any yeah. outside investors. And we've been thankful that we never ramped up and tried to scale up and grow real fast and do all that stuff because we, you know, we still have the same five people we've had all along. So there's no, we haven't had to lay anybody off. We haven't, we haven't changed anything. Um, so, and yeah, well, you guys got a, a lean team that you work with, right? So you, uh, yeah. Yep. Lean team. We just cut our salaries back and you know, we're, uh, we'll be here. That's the good news. Like we're, we're yeah. not, you know, this isn't an existential risk for us. This is just a, uh, uh, a road bump or, you know, speed bump, but, uh, we're, we're good to go. So we're, th- we're yeah, thankful I'm for that. I'm optimistic too. I mean, I don't know what the future is going to look like, but it's just, uh, I feel that our businesses, you know, assuming that we can, uh, maintain the levels that we're doing now or near it i think we'll weather the storm and and come out the other side but who knows what the other side's going to look like but we never know and uh i I tell you yesterday i had a little bit of a tough day i was listening to the news stories and there were some experts some reports i was reading about that you know some experts were saying well this social distancing could be going on for a year 18 months two years if a vaccine doesn't come up before then i was like wow like this could be really really strange for our full service business when it's allowed back online like what's it going to look like and uh you know are we have to put up uh plexiglass between our booths and you know things like that to you know have a half capacity like we had in new york for about three or four days before they shut us down and uh and then the other thing i was saw some news stories about you know farmers out west are plowing food under into the fields they're plowing their lettuce into the ground and there's piles yep. of squashes and zucchinis yep. down in florida being thrown out because the distribution channels are down and yeah just like wow our whole food system could be in peril you know with this uh if we don't figure out distribution and the farmers don't you know re- rethink what they're growing and i know there's uh the pork plant i think in south dakota that they had almost 400 people over 400 people had COVID and, you know, oh, gosh. really? Yeah. They're shut, oh, shutting God. down major operations in the, in the meat industry. I heard about a Turkey plant in Iowa yesterday too. Same thing. Um, so there's, there's going to be potential disruption in the whole food system. Mm. And with all this money flowing out in some ways in everybody's hands and the shortage of food, we could see major, you know, shortages and price increases and in inflation and in food. I'm concerned about, you know, but uh can't really worry about it but you just you can't you can see that there could be other problems that are going to start rippling through the system i gotta tell you uh and i think you've you've been good at this i mean i'm i think you've really from a just a understanding what things matter and what things don't matter and taking things day by day that's one of the things I picked up from you last time we talked. And I got to tell you, I've, this is forcing a lot of people's hands right now. I mean, I, I've never been more focused on just I'm going to go one day at a time. I got no idea 
what's happening. You used to think like, well, I kind of know, you know, here's my plan. And now it's like, I just don't know. But I do, I do think that I hope that because everybody has incentive to work on these problems, I hope that's a plus that we'll figure a lot of these problems out because everybody literally is impacted by this. It's not a, a, a specific industry issue. It's, oh, yeah. So that's the good news. You have everybody with all the incentive yeah, in the world to figure all this stuff out. You know, no, that's in a weird and, way and kind of comforting. Like what you were saying, it points to, you know, we talked about meditation and stuff last time we talked. And I think it's, uh, the, the problems are so large and it, it kind of points to the idea that, you know, you, you really have no control Correct. over the future and you can't really worry about it. I mean, you got to plan and you got to do your best, but, but the fact is there's a way in which it might be forcing a lot of people into reflection and then from reflection maybe forcing us a little bit more into the present moment to be a little bit more awake and a little bit more aware of yep. what's happening right now and not worry as much about tomorrow because you never know what, about tomorrow you know and of course regrets about yesterday well forget about that you know yep so. that's exactly right uh well look man i'm gonna let y'all roll but uh I appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh, I appreciate your bride sharing your time with me and uh, y'all enjoy your walk, enjoy your day and Chick, you know where I'm at. I am anytime I can do anything for you, my friend. Thanks, Will. It's always a pleasure. My best to you and your family as well and the team at Schedulefly and uh, thanks for reaching out. It's really nice to talk to you. You too, man. Take care. Take care, Will. Uh, right, see brother. you, Lauren. All right, bye. Take care.